0: It's time to analyse all the geeky things that I can find, even though we're over 30. Let's look at some stuff and then talk 30. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. If you're listening to this, you've hopefully found us on Spotify or iTunes, or maybe you go to talknerdy.uk, where all these podcasts can be found, or maybe we've been sent to you by a friend. But all I know that you should know is that it's a Clone Wars show. Yes, we're going to talk about Star Wars Clone Wars, Uh, the TV show, a little bit of the film, not the Cartoon Network thing. Uh, No, not that. And to help me today is my fellow the the Well I'm trying to think what I will you. Put better you better use a good I'll adjective put, here. I'm gonna an adjective, no, it's more like a simile. <laughs> i am gonna call you the the anakin to my Obi-Wan.
1: Okay, I'll take that.
0: Yeah. Um, I Patrick... <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah, it's Dan Bibby everyone. Dan Bibby. Hello, Dan.
1: Hi. I'd also like you to have be been introduced the... as the pioneer of your current recording setup.
0: Yes, that's a good point. I'll give <laughs> you. in fact there's much more accolades that Bibby gets than just being Dan Bibby. He's got he's the one who's actually shown me in gaz how the fuck technology works. <laughs> rather than have you ever seen Jane Silent Bob and the guy, Ben Affleck, introduced Jane Silent Bob to the internet? That's Dan Bibby. That's who he is. He's Ben <laughs> Affleck. And um, the other thing Dan Bibby does that you might know, if you go on the site, is he does a podcast called um, Te- Tell Me Again. I nearly... I always go to call it I nearly TMI. To, I nearly
1: had to tell you again, then.
0: <laughs> I know. It's called Tell Me Again. Um, and they do stuff like... Well, what we do when we review films, but much greater detail. So, if a film or a book has come out, which is an adaptation of a film or a book, the opposite way round, as it were, it doesn't even have they...
1: to be a recent thing. It can be something that's been out for years.
0: Yeah, which you just did uh, Christmas Carol, the Dickens one versus the, the Muppets. True. The, the, you know, the, the, the proper one, The Muppets one. It is the true version. It is the true version. Um, so yeah, go check that out again. That's all on the site. But more on that later. What we'll uh, get into now is we're going to talk about Clone Wars, the TV show. We Dan and I went into a bit of background on this when we went into lockdown. We both got Disney Plus through means and ways that we uh, <laughs> I cannot tell. And um, yeah, we that one thing. Did you you watched it first, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I watched it relatively close to the start of lockdown. Mm. you you watched it first and then
0: you kept bugging me to watch it and I'd always been a bit funny about it same because it's a cartoon I also vaguely remember that after the prequels I was really what's the word I was really lost when it came to Star Wars And I think when I'd seen snippets I just got flashbacks of Jar Jar and stuff (laughs) I just didn't want to go through that again I was like why the fuck would you want to go through all that so i never did that and rebels um but you've yeah i'm glad you pushed me although it was a it was a hard trip i was pushed
1: as well i I felt exactly the same as you in that i i I was i'd been aware of it for ages and i knew that it was on cartoon network and i've never really been a huge fan of anything on cartoon network i kind of missed that whole kind of wave of cartoons because i never had sky when i was around that age so i was like oh it must be shit if it's on cartoon Network, regardless of it being star wars i just expected it to cater directly to kids and i wouldn't be able to relate. <laughs> i didn't i wouldn't be able to relate to it at all and then my brother watched it when disney plus launched in the uk and he was like i started watching it it's fucking boss and I- and we- he and i have the same opinions on most aspects of star wars and i was like really and he was like yes and i started watching it and just could not stop like like 10 episodes a day like no exaggeration
0: i mean i i'm borderline with you in the sense that i I was much very much surprised at what it was like in comparison to what my brain had thought it would imagine it would be but there were some trenches to get through but i mean we'll start off with the basics oh like i mean you had to get past your
1: hatred of the prequels was a big thing and I've always yeah, had a I soft mean, spot for the prequels, so I probably mm. started off at a bit of an advantage with regards to liking it.
0: Yeah, that's that's a good point. We're coming at this from two very two very different angles, actually. I fucking hate the prequels. <laughs> I really... There is nothing... Is, I've tried... If you go back, you can listen to our fantastic February prequel spectacular, which was a three-episode run we recorded in a bar when we were drunk. Um, and, yeah... I rewatched all the prequels and I did not enjoy it at all. And I'm, it's still something that irks me to this day. But you do, you like them. <laughs> I do so. like them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so start off kind of like an overall, kind of like first thoughts, first impressions of before we delve into this deeply. Clone Wars. So you you enjoyed it, and what what was it that kept you going? What was it like? What was it? How did you pick it? Because you said Cartoon Network, and you didn't like it. Which for me is like, I loved Cartoon Network. Ed, Ed and Eddie, all that. I Powerpuff Girls. I loved all that shit. Yeah, I mean, I CY... guess the only, the
1: only ones I were into were like Dexter's Lab, and it was Cow and Chicken on Cartoon Network?
0: Yes, I it li- was.
1: I liked those two. They were like the only two I could tolerate. But other than that, I was like, I just assumed it would be in the same vein as those cartoons. But yeah, I, I just, I just thought when franchises get that big, they start to try and appeal really kind of esoterically to um, age groups. So they dumb things down. For, like like a good example would be the Sarah Jane adventures for Doctor Who, the Doctor Who spin-off. And I tried watching that because I was like, I like Doctor Who. Maybe I like that. And it's just too childish for me. So that's kind of what I was expecting with Clone Wars because it was an animated show and it was on Coto- Cartoon Network. I was like, it's going to be kind of, you know, Star Wars style but it's not gonna have the same impact for me that every other main kind of body of Star Wars has how fucking wrong I was that's what I just want to
0: say <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm always amazed that when I've when I watch them that up in the corner on the Disney Plus it says uh six plus, six plus. ages six and up yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking and I think the other thing is my mate Liam big shout out to Liam by the way uh, Liam Allen who he was pioneering this show far before you years ago to me, going, you need to watch it. And I've, I think it was because he had his kids and he was watching them all with his kid. And um, he was really like, it is good. I'm going, yeah, of course, it is, mate. Looking at him with his child, like, <laughs> who can't talk, going, I just think you like it because he you keeps your child, like, quiet and you get to see lightsabers. But, yeah, I was totally wrong. It's It, it shouldn't... I, I wouldn't show six and above. I don't think I'd let my
1: kid above eight watch that i think it, people die man yeah. people die yeah and it's kind of more it's more violent deaths than is allowed now because it's disney like there's no blood when there's limbs chopped off in the, in the in the sequels or anything like that whereas like you see stabbings and beheadings and all sorts and clone wars despite it being an animation which you, they get a lot with get away with a lot more because it's an animation with violence because it's not as graphic as a like that kind of thing. But there's still death and there's still, you know, Anakin force choking people and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it's like
0: it it's like there's still death and there's but like you've just said, they it, it's like they, they even talk about death. Like the clone troopers talk about like being disposed their own mortality. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking like I like that like it's not it's not for kids. I don't think it's for kids. I think that's what really annoyed me sometimes about the show when it pandered to kids and which was very blatantly obvious and I yeah. thought no there just,
1: just- there's a few arcs and stuff that like the 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 C3PO and R2D2 episodes where they go on little adventures. Mm. Yeah. So the, yeah. the first one was pretty good but after that it was like yeah they kind of this isn't for me this episode. I watched it like but I was like this is aimed at me. None of it was aimed at me. You know, it is kind of is Star Wars as a franchise is weird because its is and isn't isn't aimed at, at adults. Because the original yeah, the, the original fan base was aimed at kids, but now the fan base is so old that they're all adults as well, and they're still engaging with the same franchise. And every the people developing new stuff for it know that, so they try and make it family friendly, but it has to stay mature as well. And it's like a oh, go on, sorry. No, so I was just going to say, Clone Wars does that really well. It walks the line really well. Well,
0: yeah, I was going to say that. If that's like Harry Potter, I feel like Harry Potter mm-hmm. when you. When it first came out, the first book was clearly for someone going to their very first year of high school. Maybe they're in year six or something. But by the end of Harry Potter, which was coming out yearly, I think, was it? Um, I think so. They were getting more and more mature. And just like the characters in there. Because yeah. they knew the readers were growing up with them. And it's kind of... Star Wars has had to play a very long game with that. And kind of, like you said, pander to, the, to both sides. But I think one thing... If, let's talk about things. things we like about it. One thing I like about this the most is it completely retcons my hate towards Anakin. Like, I like Anakin. I didn't, watch the prequels, I didn't like him. He wasn't likeable at all. He's just whiny and bitchy and moany and fucking... Oh, imagine Darth Vader. You want to see Darth <laughs> Vader as a kid? Yeah, well, here he is. Where? Where? That's, I don't want to see that at all. But in this is both ominous and terrifying yeah. at the same time. You can see such uh, light sided of him. You can see the genuine bond that would have formed between old when old old Obi-Wan talks about Anakin. That's the Anakin I see. I didn't see the prequel Anakin, it just didn't make sense. But when he's like, and a good friend. I'm like, yes, they were good friends. Well, yeah yeah i fucking love anakin in this i, I, I do you. i do
1: agree with you to an extent the best part of it is seeing um anakin fleshed out a little bit and i, I don't a part of me kind of believes that the reason george lucas commissioned this show was because because he cast hayden christensen as anakin and i'm gonna be honest i like his performance as anakin in episode two and three i don't think it's a bad performance i think it's it's brooding and confused and, and torn like, like Anakin was in that. He's not going to be, you know, over the top and all that shit. He's creepy. He's so creepy. <laughs> he just, he's not brooding. He's just there in in, in
0: in Padme's room. Like, you might as well be breathing on the glass. <sighs> yeah, but
1: that's the dialogue's just... fault. It's the dialogue's fault. It's nothing to do with how he delivers the lines. He does the best with with what's given to him. George Lucas is not the best at writing mm. dialogue. He's even in the original three films; they still all talk to each other a little bit weirdly, like it's not it's not how people talk to each other in reality. And it, yeah. it's a little bit it's a little bit I more don't... kind of exaggerated in in the prequels, but you know it's still the same kind of formula, and it's still the same script writer. You can tell, but yeah, see, seeing him, see, remember... see, seeing him become like this kind of charismatic um, leader. And warrior as as well as because he he leans into the side of being a a warrior rather than a Jedi a lot more in the Clone Wars, like he almost he almost relishes being a general in a war because he has these dark side tendencies and he gets to unleash all of this kind of um, propensity for violence that he has, and it's it's good to see that rather than just the jump between two and three where it's like I'm evil because I have long hair now it just (laughs) (laughs) it's just there's there's no there's not enough of there's not enough development between two and three. And I think the reason he commissioned the series was was to not just develop Anakin. That's probably being a bit um, pejorative of Hayden Christensen's performance. But just getting get bridging the gap between the two films a bit more. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally get it. Like,
0: Like you just said, the difference between two and three in the films is... He just goes full on Toby Maguire Venom in three, like, oh, I'm brooding and have long hair because I'm brooding and have long hair. No, that isn't that isn't why you're brooding. <laughs> yeah. But in this, yeah, I I hadn't even thought about. I knew he would like being a general from watching Clone Wars. I knew he was he's a good soldier and he enjoys having an army. And even Obi Wan's like, uh, you know, he's going to be reckless again. He's going to he just enjoys it too much. I'm sure Anakin is late, but he's up to something. Always like Intel Obi Wan's like. yeah yeah Obi-Wan's like constantly stressed out but knows in the back of his head that Anakin's fucking loving this right now and likes war but he doesn't question it and it made me you saying that's made me realise maybe that's why the Jedi Order never
1: give him the rank of Jedi Knight because he's more the general all the stuff he's done in the Clone Wars and you know it's, it's no better or worse than any of the other generals did any of the other Jedi Generals but I think they just sensed that he was more into it. He wasn't doing it because he had to. Well, he was doing it because he had to because it was it was his, it was his job essentially. But he just took a little bit too much enjoyment out of it, and he got too much excitement mm. out of it. Rather than it being a necessity, it became like oh, time to go and fight again. Well, you know what?
0: I call me a bit anakin then because I got a lot of excitement out. One of the things in this that I think is no one's ever said this to me. Like when people have tried to sell it to me, they've gone, "Oh, you'll like it." it it kind of improves the pe- prequel's oh you see a bit more of Anakin and Obi-Wan and these aren't things that really have any ground grav- gravitas to them but one thing in this it's the battles are immense yeah they are like that is there is full on star wars there is literally massive battles which i god knows how they how long that took to design choreograph and animate all together and I remember just watching it, the first few episodes, jaw just down, just going, holy shit, yeah. like, the would be full great. five, yeah, full five-minute battles, like, nothing in between, no stupid little monologue, no ever person, like, going, oh, like, I'm dying, you know, what's your final wish, go, tell her that I love. <laughs> nothing like that. It's just full-on, like, droids just going, uh-uh, I'm
1: yeah. blowing up. <laughs> And the great thing about it is, is, that the exterior shots when they're like space battles, the ships just look like the ships. Like they have to have a certain animation style of the faces and the way that they move. When it's kind of like like lightsaber battles or you know clones, fo- clones fighting. But when it's just you know X-wings, uh, sorry, um, all all the all the, um, the Y-wings, mm. sorry, and all all the all the Y-wings, all the, all the clone ships and all of the. Um, r- r- separatist ships. They look exactly the same as they do in the films and all the games because there's no there's no real commitment to make them look in the style of the Clone Wars because they're just, that's just ships. That's just how they look. If you change the shape of them, yeah. they're, they're different ships. So it, just, like, yeah. it looks it's like not a movie like, at that point. It's not
0: like when people got a bit pissy when a certain character um, appeared in Mandalorian and went, oh, they don't, they look so different from how they appeared in Clone Wars, and everyone was like, "Have you fucking seen Dooku? (laughs) Like, (laughs) he did not look like that in real life. You do realize
1: (laughs) he looked long and extra evil."
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love the animation. It's one thing as well. I think the the animation won me over. At first, I was unsure, and by I think the end of the first episode, I was like, "No, that that works." It took me like
1: at most two or three episodes
0: to be like, "Yeah, I'm into this. It's fine." Yeah, no, the, I mean, Dave Filoni was right to animate it that way. Dave Filoni doesn't, he doesn't do anything wrong. And he doesn't get, I feel like only now is he getting his praise. But everything I've seen, re- re-read that Dave Filoni's touched, it's chef's kiss. Yeah, it's great. It's true.
1: It's the um, whole thing of it being a TV show as well. Because I think, I think a franchise, most big franchises are so big because they have so much screen time. So usually like TV shows. Like, for me, Mm. until I watched this show, I've always really, really, really liked Star Wars. But it's either been like second or third of my favorite franchises, like of of all, or sci fi franchises of all time. Star Trek's always been the number one for me. And then since finishing Clone Wars, it has just so much, like, invigorated my love for Star Wars because there's so much content to watch all at once. And the same with Star Trek. Star Trek has so many episodes and you can just watch and watch and watch it. There's hours of stuff to watch. Whereas before Clone Wars, it was all films. So once you've watched you know, the six films that were out at the time, there's nothing else to watch. That... Yeah. T- t- and then t- the... TV suits Star Wars so well and it all comes back to this show to show why it works.
0: Yeah, that's it's weird when people are complaining. I've seen people again complaining about... Oh look! at All these TV shows coming out, these Star Wars TV shows is too much. It's like, what do you want? Yeah. Just don't watch it then. But it's good because you can flesh stuff out. It does work. TV is the new cinema, yeah, to a degree. But it's, it's, it's literally. Just...
1: I think. I think to be honest, it's toppled Star Trek for me, and Star Wars is like a top. Ooh. And well, I there you go, Star Dave Trek. Filoni. You heard
0: it. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here first, Filoni. Um, the, I mean the other thing as well is obi-wan in this i didn't realize until we'll talk about the the problems with the show later on until i wasn't getting enough obi-wan on screen i didn't realize like the guy could literally charm my pants down he could charm my trousers (laughs) off me and he wouldn't have to use a jedi mind trick either he is i even i wanted to look up actually who are you in front of
1: your computer now what what the do we need the voice actor yeah, I wouldn't mind knowing who the I think fuck it, uh, D Bradley Baker's name. D. Bradley Baker,
0: what a voice. Like I know. it he was so good and the lines were written so well for obi he is
1: it's just it's such it's such a um huge compliment to Ewan McGregor that in the in the Clone Wars show they've just basically cast you McGregor again. Like I don't know where, I don't know yeah. where, I don't know whether they couldn't get him as a voice actor or they couldn't afford him probably the latter. Um but they got a voice actor who could do a great impression kind of merge with a little bit of Alec Guinness as well. It looks Mm. just like him, it just looks like Hugh McGregor whereas Anakin looks a bit different. Um, The guy who voices Anakin, um, Matt Lanter I think his name is, it's kind of like the the animation of Anakin in this show is a mixture of Hayden Christensen and Matt Lanter and because it doesn't sound exactly like um, Hayden Christensen, they get away with it and they've they've almost tried to improve his character whereas Obi-Wan is just Obi-Wan it's just you McGregor yeah dude I'm exactly the
0: same I did th- that's again why I liked Anakin and this I was like oh wow so Anakin can speak with emotion and someone, they can get someone to play him and act and have feelings and emotions I just never got that from Hayden Christensen which I know you said you like but I clearly have issues with but yeah that the, the, both of them well actually this leads me to 2 I've been googled some facts and this Leads me into two facts here. One, Obi Wan and Anakin were nearly just side characters. So the whole the the premise of the show was gonna be just about the clones Mm -hmm. and some other characters they made up, main characters that they were gonna have mainly in it. And Anakin and Obi Wan would only come in like once a season. Really? And they obviously yeah. And they were luckily they scrapped that idea. Yeah. Which was much better to see. The friendship between these two happen. I mean, don't get me wrong, the clones are cool, like Rex and all of them. Yeah, I, uh, love,
1: I love the kind of clone arcs. They're great because I think a, bi- a big problem that I didn't realise I had until Pete pointed out in that um, prequel special we did um, that the battle on um, Geonosis in Episode 2 of just faceless clones versus faceless droid is like, you don't care about it. Because you don't know any yeah. of the clones; they're just clones. They don't—they don't have any soul, like as far as you're concerned. And then the Clone Wars gives them all names, gives them all different personality traits, get different haircuts. Just yeah, it makes them individuals, and you know them as characters then, rather than just you know millions of clones who were the same people. Dude,
0: that, yeah, you're right on that. I remember when that was a really good revelation of P.K. out with. And it made me think, yeah, that's why I didn't give a shit. And I think Filoni must have realised this, because yeah. he was like, no, we need we need to humanise these clones so much. Like, you do, you get... Like, I mean, we've got, obviously, if we hadn't already talked about that, we're going to say spoilers, but we're going to say spoilers anyway. Um, the one with where Tup discovers the Order
1: 66 chip yes. in his head. Is a
0: Tup? Yeah, dude, that's no, so it, it, heartbreaking. I think it's, it's,
1: in, it's in Tup's head, but I think it's Fives who discovers it. Cause Fives, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Tup...
0: Tup, Tup goes off on one and Fives is the one who realises there's there's an issue that is heart wrenching that it entire is.
1: three or four episodes and it patches such a big hole for me in that I was like the, like even before I'd seen Clone Wars I was like these clones served alongside the Jedi in this war which is one of the which is from what I've read about one of the biggest bonds you can share with someone is fighting with someone on the battlefield and then all it took was a word from Palpatine to kill execute order 66 and they just killed them in cold blood and I was like there wasn't even like a question where they went well are you sure you want to do this and they were like he's like yes killed they just go okay and I was just like come on what's the explanation for that and then the fact and the, and the fact that they give it that there's a chip in all of their heads a biological chip That appealed to kind of like the more scientific side of the sci-fi fan, and me. I was like, okay, there's a fucking explanation. I don't, I don't just have to accept that Palpatine said kill them all, and he said, okay, we're loyal to you.
0: Yeah, I think I always thought that the clones were so drab and plain, and like they weren't human. They were just clones that you could say order sixty-six, and they'll go okay and do it. But I accepted that. But this, as it was progressing, I was going, I was beginning to go. That doesn't make sense now. How, yeah. how the fuck do they? Why would they turn on them? Rex. I mean, the bond between Rex and Anakin, yeah, and Rex and Ahsoka is so strong. Like it, it didn't make any sense. And again, oh god. Well, we'll go to the last few episodes in a bit. Um, Ooh, yes, was, will. Oh yes, we will. The the other thing that I. The other, what has I got here? The other fact. Oh, talking about people voicing. And you said, like, was it possible for them to get you and McGregor back? You did have some people come back. Samuel Jackson came back for a couple. Did Although he? Upon, yeah, uh, but upon Googling it further, he didn't so much come back, but they just used stuff that they had from stock audio from well, the like prequels. Rejected
1: lines and stuff.
0: Rejected lines and stuff he had said, and they just reused them again. Um, but like, I did notice. But lo- I noticed the it was like that's the Samuel that Jackson. The voice like.
1: actor used as well, like in the same episode. Because I don't think he sounds exactly like Samuel L. Jackson, the voice actor. No, no, it was
0: it. It isn't like it wasn't like they jumped between voice actors on in one episode. It was like if he's only in it for that bit, he said that. Um, I didn't. Cut I on did notice. It. I caught on I because I caught. i I'm, don't know if I'm good with voices, but I can cut on. I immediately noticed when. The Emperor was being voiced by Tim Curry. I was like, whoa, what the fuck happened there? I knew it was just
1: a change, but I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe he had a cold on that day or something, but <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what it was that was different. Oh, Sheev has a cold. <laughs> um, no,
0: there was... Uh, Liam Neeson obviously voiced quiet on Yes, I got on one that straight imprint.
1: away. That was great.
0: Yeah. And Neeson, good on you, lad. Um, and... Well, the guy who voiced Jar Jar will always come back to do Jar Jar. He, yeah. He's done it on Robot Chicken. He loves doing Jar Jar. General Grievous but, as
1: well is the same
0: voice actor. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't notice that one. Yeah? All right. Well, here's one that you might not know. Mark Hamill was in the show. Was he? As what? He, he voiced Darth Bane. Did he? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> How cool. How cool! They got him to voice
1: the very first Sith. That's very cool. I think I remember. I can. Kind of, I think I do remember seeing his name at some point on the credits, but I don't remember when it was. But I had no idea it was Dalpane, But that's really cool.
0: So yeah, they had to They definitely had fun when it came to the voice actors. Very talented voice uh, cast.
1: I remember seeing the the. I, I made sure I paid attention to the credits at the end of every episode because it was always the credits that came up, and then it would kind of minimize into the corner of the screen on Disney Plus, so you could go on to. Um, the next episode. The next episode. So sometimes the voice cast was like five actors long and it would be like four characters next to... Uh, Dee Bradley Baker did tons of voices, who did obi ones? Matt Lanter usually only did Anakin, but sometimes he'd do, like, you know, Droid A or whatever, where they'd put it through, like, a big modulator so it wouldn't sound like him. But, like, um, really, really talented voice cast. They were awesome. Well, if we're going to talk about talented voice cast uh, and people
0: voicing the same character... Fucking dude who plays all the clones, every single one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> different like intonations and carrot and personalities and stuff on the words. He was really yeah, good. and it, it made me remember
0: when I learned that Rick and Morty are voiced by the same yeah. guy. And when I learned that, they I overheard them talking. I don't know what they were doing. Some interview. And they, there's that one where you go to what there's a universe just full of different Ricks and Mortys. And the Mortys rule, and Ricks are kind of the submissive ones, or whatever. Yeah. And they were explaining like how mental it was to record that entire episode; like it was fucking nearly impossible. But and then I thought about all the Clone episodes,
1: going, Jesus, that must have been a nightmare. I don't understand though why they couldn't get to Maura Morrison, or why maybe they didn't want him. I don't know, but he has, has been apparently clamoring to come back to Star Wars, and he's only just got his his, his moment now because of The Mandalorian but he has been actually apparently on it, Lucasfilm like, I'll come back, if you want me I'll come back and he probably would have done that job on Clone See, Wars, I liked, the, the, I liked is, the actor who did the clones, I thought he did a really really good job, but maybe it had to sound different, I don't know, but he just I think the thing is,
0: voice acting is different from acting and I've learnt this through funnily enough, if you want to make a little bridge here Mark Hamill talking about uh, being Joker, on Batman the Animated Series, he said he in order to get that role, in order to do it, he has he, he says his style and what he has to do to evoke the emotions is well different yeah. because you can't use your face and you can't trust that the animation is going to get it bob
1: on I, un, I, I understand you. that because like you get like uh, people who talk about being like celebrities who go on The Simpsons for guest spots and then you, you hear them and they just sound a little bit flat on the animation because they might be actors but they're not voice actors so it just mm, they're, no. not, they're not getting everything out but Tamora Morrison voiced over Boba Fett in, like, the remasters of the trilogies, and he probably did the, the looping for, you know... The, the sound recorded for Django when he had his helmet on on set won't have been through the boom mic. He will have gone into a studio yeah, yeah. and recorded the the voice separately for that. So... Well, I suppose. There must have been a reason. I, I just but... don't know what it was.
0: Yeah. Weird. Get in touch with us. Um... Yeah, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of like when we said like Rex, there was other characters introduced which were amazing. Uh, Ventress, I love Ventress. I love Ventress as well. I I, I want to see I want to see more Ventress. I want to. I've well, I've read. Dude, there's some like heartbreaking stuff because I don't know if people listening know this about Clone Wars, but it struggled after season four. It had a bit of a problem. Season five didn't get the best ratings. And then it was cancelled, but they still had a load of episodes left, which were then released as season six on Netflix, and they were called the. Oh, I've written. See, this is what happens when I've got to rewrite the notes. <laughs> the Lost Missions. Yeah. Series six is the Lost Missions, and this was half a season that had been made and hadn't been. F- the rest of them hadn't been finished, but some of the stories he had in the pipeline was. Some of them uh, have
1: been made into books and comics, you know. From yeah, six. Son of
0: Daphimir, Son of Daphomir is a, a Darth Maul comic you can get, which is a lost arc. But there's other ones, so... What was it? So there's one where Ventress was going to come back, go to the Jedi Order, apologise for everything she'd done, they acquit her, and she and Jedi... Uh, Qu- Quyllam Voss was that his name? Yeah. Uh, him and her go on a mission to kill Dooku. Okay, That was going to be one.
1: But then that uh, wouldn't make and- sense, because you knew that he wouldn't kill Dooku because he's in episode three. Yeah,
0: but you knew that a, lo- you knew a lot of things didn't happen. When- there was loads of times Obi-Wan was in trouble, but you didn't go, oh, he's probably he could die here. <laughs> you-
1: <laughs> that, I think that was actually going back to kind of our negative feelings going into it. That was a big reason why I wouldn't watch it for a while as well, because I was like, I've seen episode three, so I know that any episode who comes into it is either going to die or leave the show. And how wrong I was, because they managed to work fucking Ahsoka Tano in there.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking Ahsoka was like... All the time I was watching... that was She was a negative when I was watching it. Because I kept thinking, it doesn't matter what happens to her. Because she isn't in the main three prequels. Yeah. So she can't be that important. And if anything, her being in it is undermining the prequel's continuity. But it's cleverly written in this pocket between... Episode 2 and Episode 3. Yeah, there's a
1: long time between those films.
0: There is, and she's in that pocket, and they make it so that there's a very good reason that she leaves, and then there's a very good reason that you don't see her again. That's the thing, when she
1: leaves, I didn't even cotton on. In my head, I didn't go, oh, okay, they're writing her out because she's not in Episode 3. I just thought, oh, no, Ahsoka's gone. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I didn't see it as a writing device at all. It was that masterfully done. I was like, "Shit, Ahsoka's left the Jedi." I didn't, for a second, think it was because, oh, because they need to work around Episode Three. It was just because it just it was just a good plot point. It was it was upsetting because I really like Ahsoka, but no, I, I do. But I was like, "That's such a good story," and I didn't see it as a as them shoehorning anything in. It was just awesome.
0: Well, that story was going to get more vicious because is it Barris? Is that the name of the girl who frames her for the crime and that's why she has to... Yeah, it? She yeah. goes, oh, fuck you, Jedi. You never believe me. Um, Barris, in the original story, they were going to have a, be a total suicide bomber, kill herself, blow herself up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, but they were told, like, no, that's too dark.
1: This is that's on Cartoon dark. Network.
0: This is on Cartoon <laughs> Network. Now, if you don't mind, we're going to do a story about cow and chicken talking to the devil. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, um, Ahsoka was also another one where I was like, because my Nathan, my brother, again came down and he mentioned, he said you should watch it because um, something just happened and Ahsoka comes in. and I was like, who's Ahsoka? And she said he's uh, Anakin's. She's Anakin's uh, apprentice. And I was like, he didn't have a fucking apprentice. How are they going to work <laughs> that? Ridiculous. And I watched it, and she's one of the strongest, brightest lights of the franchise of the show, of the franchise. And again, going back to what you said before
0: about he was more of a general than he was a Jedi Knight, Yoda gives Ahsoka clearly to be like, you got to show signs that you're a Jedi. So, like, you've got to train this kid because if you can't train an apprentice, you'll never be a Jedi. Yeah. You'll... And going off what you said before, it must have been like, you're a fucking
1: general with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, basically. But um... Because they, they get a bit worried because no, I, I... Ah- Ahsoka keeps picking up, like... Anakin's plans and habits and stuff, and they're like, oh, she's just as reckless as him. But, like, she's always been the more level yeah, one of, like, Anakin learns as much from Ahsoka as Ahsoka does from Anakin. She loses, like,
0: the the, the all those clones in, like, one, one episode. There's, like, a mission where she just risks everything and rather than Dave Filoni or whoever wrote it, make it be, like, the classic trope of Oh, it's dead risky, and oh, it looks like they're not going to make it, but they come through the end. No, it goes very badly wrong. Like, everyone dies. It's a command, isn't it? Yeah, and everyone dies except her. And then she comes back, and Anakin has to, like, pick her up and be like, You can't think like that. It was just one time, and it's unfortunate, but it happens. And then, yeah, he gives a, he essentially goes, Here's another risky mission. Go do that. You'll be fine.
1: (laughs) Throw her right back in. (laughs) <laughs> I do like the kind no, yeah. of the father-daughter almost dynamic between Anakin and Ahsoka, especially when you see the relationship that Ahsoka and Pad might have, because that's definitely like a mother-daughter relationship, which would make mm. Anakin the father. And it's just seeing the three of them together is just like they could have been such. It's the whole. The whole. I think even George Lucas has said the whole of Star Wars is about the tragedy of Darth Vader. And you, you mm. watch the more you watch the Clone Wars, you're like Anakin could have been such a powerful jedi and such a good person and watching him slip even more slowly and even more incrementally to the dark side in the clone wars seeing him have this kind of like surrogate daughter in in um ahsoka and then padme his wife and they've got like a little kind of kind of semi-family unit going on it's like why did you have to become darth vader this is just <laughs> like, you're obviously a good person who has been you know tortured by all of these dreams and thoughts and stuff and just, it's like it really gets to me if you if you think about it for too long it's like it could have worked out so much happier but that's what makes it such a good story and that's why it's a tragedy and what I Disney mean, didn't get in the sequel trilogy at all.
0: When they show all those moments like there's a lot of I don't like using the word magic in Star Wars because it's a sci-fi and to use the term magic I feel like. I
1: mean it's fantasy as well really. To an extent,
0: yeah. It's I don't know what to call it, but there is definitely Space like opera. mysticism and yeah, and there's stuff in there like when they go to where the force is like at its most powerful on this planet. Yeah, with the and, with the father
1: and the daughter mm, and the
0: son. But then when Anakin's shown his future and sees he becomes Darth Vader and switches, then yeah, and it's like. Like to undo what's to, gonna come, it's like and Obi-Wan and that are fighting, and you're like, No, let him because if it either way is gonna turn out bad, if this way it turns out bad, or if you stay this way,
1: it's gonna get really bad. That's a very good episode because he kind of basically briefly becomes like Darth Vader from the future, doesn't he? Almost, it's like,
0: Yeah, with but it full Anakin form, yeah,
1: but it's it's yeah, it's great. That's that's a really good episode. It was a bit too silly for me at first because it was like. It felt a little bit Lord of the Ringsy. They were like, Yeah, they were caught between layers of reality and stuff. It's like, yeah, that's sci-fi, that's cool. And then they were like, But I am I... the father and I represent the good side of the force. And then there's like, I'm the evil son, and I'll beat you up because I'm a Sith kind of <laughs> And it was just yeah, but it ended up being good because it showed Anakin Anakin's like premonition of being Vader. I thought every time they were gonna speak it
0: was gonna come across in like a little in little subtitles with a little black background, like Zelda i kept thinking it was a zelda game the way they were talking (laughs) and the way they were filmed it was just weird so you've come on a quest um yeah i I mean there was some weird episodes i mean let's talk about we can i mean i feel like we've gushed over it a lot but i'm gonna lay my cards out now okay this this wasn't the strongest tv series on the whole that i've ever watched i had I messaged you like some days going like I'm struggling this week to get through it I walked away like twice not like I didn't walk away like permanently I walked away like a diva like I'm not dealing with this today I'm not dealing with this today
1: I just couldn't I need to do something but... else for a little bit oh, yeah, like little things. I did feel really like... like that at points but like this was like when I had nothing else to do this was early lockdown <laughs> and I was like it literally became I, I regressed a little bit because I was like Eating cereal in my pajamas of a morning, watching cartoons every day. I felt like I was about to go to school. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And whenever there was like a silly episode, I was like, I'll watch it. But in 20 minutes, there'll be another one on. And that would probably be better. And the fact there was like seven seasons waiting for me there. And I was like, it'll never end. I mean, I
0: feel like you said, like, there'd be a. Si- Let's start with. If we're talking about like episodes, I think the first episode of the first season is awful. Like Yoda it's helping the some best clones on a for planet. It, is it? No, I remember watching it just being like, Oh, Bibby wants me to watch this? <laughs> oh w- but then episode two is like fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: it's like it's like it almost doesn't need to be there the first episode. It's so weird. It's it's just like it's cool seeing Yoda but and like, you know, with his kind of like battlefield tactics, but outside of that, you know, you don't know who Ventress is at that point, so you're just like, Who the fuck's this? Mm. And it's like I feel like it was a Ventress Introduction, like. event reduction. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I watched that. Uh, I watched that years ago. I think about three years ago when I went to America and it was on American Netflix and I was like, oh, I've want I've I've heard about this and I like Star Wars, so I watch it and I watched the first episode. And I went, nah, not for me. And it <laughs> <laughs> it took Disney Plus launch in the UK and then recommendations from like everyone online it took- uh, and Nathan to for me to watch it and I'm glad I did.
0: Um, I'm trying to think. Like, well, I, I did. I asked you before we recorded this, like, to write down your your favorite episode and the worst episode. Yes. Um, I wanted to ask you what
1: your worst episode was. Did you write this down? Yes, I did. It was uh, Corruption, episode three hundred five, the one with the poison tea on Mandalore. Oh, the poison tea. Oh yes, It was like I this, do remember The school that was being supplied with tea that was poisoned, and it was like it was some kind of plot to get the um, leader of Mandalore removed because they would have poisoned, poisoned the school. But first of all, what school kids drink tea? Tea's you know gross. <laughs> uh, but it it just bored me. I was watching it like, yeah, there's poisoned tea in my recent school. It's not Ganu though. I know it's probably not. Ganu. <laughs> <laughs> and I It is I didn't how... particularly like the Mandalore episodes, anyway. But that was one was really boring.
0: It, it is odd how some of the some of the episodes, the plot devices were not very Star Warsy. Like, the, is it Doctor Venki or Doctor Vendi? He comes up with like a bomb that can set off a bacteria that will envelop the galaxy, and they have to stop it before. Like, oh, yeah, it basically, in, like gives the, the entire... underground bunker. Yeah, and I, I like remember watching one, it
1: being it... like. I did. I didn't mind
0: that. I one know. I'm not saying that I didn't like it, but what I was thinking was: is this Star Wars, though, or is this just like <laughs> you've watched a show with this in and try to put it into Star Wars? Yeah, I felt like that on a few occasions. Like it, it had, added nothing to the lore of Star Wars. It added like when I say to you, like one of the stories was going to be uh, Ahsoka discovers a Sith shrine under the Jedi Temple, alerting them that there's an issue like that adds about 50 layers to everything (laughs) yeah but instead they go with my worst episode a sunny day in the void where a bunch of robots just walk on a completely empty white desert planet (laughs) with a little a little slug man (laughs) who clearly has height issues
1: to get him into that um head yeah yeah
0: they, yeah, they they just it, it didn't make I didn't understand who it was for. It just went on and on. That was every classic Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck stuck in the desert cartoon <laughs> I've ever seen, and, and it it was so infuriating that there they were, were ra- worse ones like, than that. No, that was the the nothing ha- always happened that they they crash land. But what what was worse about that was I didn't like the episode before because it was just silly robots like on a mission which i thought was a bit annoying but i let him get
1: away with it and at the end just quickly, I, I, I thought I, I didn't mind that one well, because i can't remember the name of the robot but you know the little kind of like brown little robots with the big like um like monocle on the front of the head yeah the
0: ones that work yeah, on the ones that work on the pitroids the
1: pitroids um <laughs> i really laughed every time he forgot the rank of the little guy <laughs> cuz he, I... he kept calling him he kept calling the the wrong rank and it was such a stupid joke but it made me laugh a lot every time but anyway, sorry. He called
0: think he called him Lieutenant, when he? called him Lieutenant. He it says, was,
1: Captain! It was always C. Yeah, it was Captain. He goes, okay, uh, Colonel.
0: And he goes, no, it's Captain! <laughs> but it was just like, that episode ended. It had a nice ending. And I went, okay, I'll let it go. Let's get back to Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then it starts this sunny day in the void. And it's them. And immediately my arsehole was going, what? What's going on? I don't I don't like this at all. And then it shows them crashing. I'm like, no, no, they get home fine and we move on. I don't <laughs> want to deal with this. And then it's just about them looking for somewhere to to, to go. Sh- 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 shout for help. Yeah. And but there's, they land on the most boring plane planet ever. Nothing is there. There's nothing to interact with. It was 20 minutes of them walking through nothing and a bunch of droids who can just go beep boop ba 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 like it. Yeah. Hated that. Hated
1: that. Bring me back up. What was your favourite episode? Um, Phantom Apprentice, easily. Which is Ahsoka versus Darth Maul in season seven. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Is this you re-evaluating uh, maybe... your choice?
0: No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, th- I, I kind of realised maybe I didn't communicate well. I, per- I picked my favourite episode, but based on that I'm not going to include the final three
1: episodes because they were like an epic movie of their own okay like,
0: they're, they're amazing well, I, I, as do, they I, are. Do, I
1: did actually put down an honorable mention as well but like if you want if you want to not include them but phantom menace is definitely the best sorry phantom apprentice is obviously the best episode uh, but you've already mentioned the conspiracy the one where fives finds the chip in the head yeah that's, that was, that's my favorite that was that was good
0: well my one for again was and like you, like this. Is why it was good? It added a layer. It added something. My yeah. one was layer it of grie- layer something. of grievous.
1: It explained something. It wasn't just yeah. oh, one execute order on sixty six. Okay, I'll kill all my friends that I've served with for years. Yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah, it was a good, good like arc. Hmm. I went. I went with layer of grievous because it, but
0: I felt. Oh, like I nearly from the prequels, that. That was a very good episode. If if there's something from the prequels I kind of lost, I, I didn't understand was why this whole Grievous and Obi-Wan rivalry didn't, to me, be... was nowhere near any rivalry that has been written before. It was, it was quite lazy. I didn't really get the tension between them. Yeah. But not only does Clone Wars heal that, but the layer of Grievous gives him so much backstory. And I loved it. I loved how...
1: I liked how you saw just... the statue of Grievous pre... pre... Uh... Yeah. Operation. You just saw Organic yeah. Grievous. That was good. I liked that. And
0: why he's so... You find out why he's all made up of parts yeah. and that. Yeah, I, no, I did. I, Grievous was fucking amazing in that, by the way. He's just good um, in the whole series. It fleshes him out so much.
1: Yeah.
0: Or metals him yeah.
1: out so much. Is that, is that the right
0: thing to say? <laughs> it, it AIs him. It, what is he? Is he... What is it, What is he now? Does he count as a cyborg? Is yeah, yeah. A cyborg he's, is?
1: he's still got his same brain and his organs, but like basically everything else is just mechanics. But it's making him yeah. sick because he's asthmatic. I think it says on the on the official Star Wars entry, he's got asthma because of all of the uh, kind of implants and stuff that he has in his lungs. Yeah, he coughs like fuck. Yeah. Like he he would not be able to come in my shop during these times. <laughs> if he'd like, no,
0: go get a test. Not even with a mask no no (laughs) because he's
1: like
0: like that whenever he coughed it was horrible oh it sounded so phlegmy oh but it Um, it put
1: forward quite well how much he was like suffering while also trying to lead an army what made me laugh though so much was grievous um like in episode three when he's introduced of of revenge of the sith the movie Mm. um he just abandons the ship straight away when he's like... It's always like, you know, the captain should go down with the ship kind of thing. He's obviously not a very noble <laughs> leader. He just abandons ship straight away when he thinks uh, he's lost.
0: He, he pushes he pushes droids out the yeah, way. And yeah. like, we'll get in, a, in an escape capsule himself. He'll kill his own men. Yeah, he, does he doesn't it, give a he shit. Does it like,
1: so many times in the TV show as well. So it's like consistent <laughs> with his character. So by the time he does it in the movie, you're like, oh, he's fucking bailing again. What a dickhead. <laughs> 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 and he crawls like a little spider. Yeah. <laughs> Like, um,
0: you know what? What was I going to say? I was going to say then. Oh, that was it. So where have I got it here? So Dave Filoni had a massive job. He had to keep everything in canon. That was the one thing he said. He wanted to be true and not cause plot holes or anything. Yeah, but that is like like a nerd's
1: dream, and you can tell he's a massive nerd.
0: Mm. So he has one problem with the whole show, and you might not have noticed it. Because that's how good he is at writing. Can you
1: give me a clue? It involves Grievous. Um, is it? Is it? And f- it involves. Uh, is it? Is it the fact that he, when he sees Anakin in Episode Three, and he goes, "I expected," he acts like he doesn't know who he is or something. He goes, "I." Expect- he says, "I
0: thought you'd be taller." Yeah. But do, yeah.
1: Does, I, I, was, that, I remember uh, thinking that, and then does he meet Anakin in the Clone Wars? No, is it, is he, he is never a meets isn't him.
0: He? It's always, there's always a reason that they're unconscious or they're in different rooms or he just gets away or Anakin just has to be sent away, like to sort out. There's one where they're going to capture Grievous on, um, on, Gung, on Gungan? On, with the Gungans. Yeah. And last minute, Anakin has to leave it to Jar Jar yeah. because Padme's in trouble and he has to go. Still, he had to write around that and I think he did a great job. I didn't know that until. I started looking up like
1: little cool facts about this it was like oh shit they never met I I remember like my memory of episode 3 of of Revenge of the Sith was that he says it to both of them he says oh I expected you to be taller or something like oh he says something to Obi-Wan to say that you know he's never met him before and then within the first three episodes of season 1 of clone wars he drops uh, grievous drops down in front of everyone wan and goes hello there and i was like oh, he did the thing but the other way around <laughs> but then i was like but then instantly i was like but wait a minute he didn't know who he was in episode 3 but he never actually says that in revenge of the sith he says it to anakin he doesn't say it to obi-wan so it was it was I mean, air, it was airtight it was great that's another thing that happens in this in this entire
0: series the amount of callbacks through dialogue yeah lines music, lines yeah yeah i message you like I, at some point they get rid of they're definitely like all the way through seasons one and two there's at least once every two episodes uh i have a bad feeling about this comes up loads yeah and then it's like i feel like after the second season flown he was like we've milked that fucker dry no now. i I, I feel that.
1: like they did it once a season because the rule is you say it once a movie so i feel like they did it once a season to make sure it was consistent in season 1 they do it like once every two episodes Yeah, it's like they're going But but, I heard but Obi- then... Obi- Obi-Wan says always on the move at one point. Uh, Anakin definitely yeah. definitely says this is where the fun begins. There's loads of kind of like meme lines that they that they use again. <laughs> yeah, it does
0: say this is where the fun begins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you've just made me think of the meme and it's fucking vile. <laughs> like I'm not going dis- to I'm not going di- to describe it. it on a say podcast. It now. No, I will not. <laughs> he he did not have sexual relations he did not <laughs> he's a, he is a Jedi and they don't do that Obi-Wan nearly did Obi-Wan was nearly too charming for his own good and yeah. charmed young Mandalorian char- he nearly charmed
1: his way out of the Jedi Order
0: yeah
1: that was one of the funniest lines from Anakin in the Clone Wars in that um, it's one of the first episodes with Satine in it and you find out that Obi-Wan and Satine used to be a thing and like he nearly left the order for her Uh, And she's in trouble on a. They're on one of the ships, I can't remember which one it is, but Anakin's kept the. Anakin and Obi Wan are back to back, kind of deflecting blaster fire from droids. Uh, And Obi Wan's like, what are we going to do, Anakin? And Anakin goes, uh, I'll go and rescue such and such. You go and get your girlfriend. And he goes, She is not my girlfriend. (laughs) He has like a a proper little paddy about it. It's like <laughs> you like like Hayden Christensen couldn't pull that line off. I don't think because he doesn't have any comic timing, or he doesn't demonstrate it at least in the films I've seen him in. But that version of him in Clone Wars is razor sharp when it comes to comedy. He has some great one-liners. Yeah, definitely. I've,
0: and that was again why I liked it because you saw the buddy bonds thing happening, and you know what? We'll go. We'll go into. We've danced around it. and We're fifty minutes in, so we'll, we'll go the final episodes to the final season. Um, are we are we not doing worst, vers-
1: worst episode and worst season? For- You've done worst episode. Well, I
0: did. I did worst episode. I've done best episode. Oh, worst season. season yes, season, right. Yes, okay. Sorry, worst season. Uh, worst season for me is easy. It was series six with the lost missions. Now it, it does have the top story, which is one of my favourite stories, but it's a much shorter season. So it, after that, you had that terrible story with Yoda going to find out. How to Become a Force Ghost, which I was irked most of the way. Some bits of it I liked, but it ended really badly. And it needed to be told, really, he, And Yeah, but I never felt like he was in danger at all because I know it's Yoda, so there was no tension remotely
1: happening with me reg- well, through no, all of it. Well, no, that's I fine, but it, it's more about interest at that point. You're like, oh, okay, how, how does he find out? He could have just said it found...
0: I I liked how it left it in Revenge of the Sith, where he goes, like, I found out how to be a force, goes, I've been speaking to Qui-Gon Jin. That's all needed to be said. A little bit of mystery, that's all I wanted. And then when when you hear Liam Neeson talk, I was like, ooh, he's going to find out now. And then I thought they would just leave it at that. But it's like, you must go off on a mission to meet these. Again, it looked like something out of Zelda, where these people with masks, Majora's mask. And he takes R2-D2, which for no fucking reason needed to be there, and made no sense then why Yoda and R2 would not.
1: I disagree. Go on. Have you heard um, what George Lucas has said about, you know, the opening scrolls at the start of the Star Wars films? Yeah, who's meant to be saying those things? Who is R two D two? Is it? Yeah, he said that the, the 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 films. I don't know about the the, the sequels, but the prequels and the originals. R two D two is never very far from the action. So all of the, all of the, that opening scroll. It's not. It's not necessarily to the audience. The audience are just reading it. It's basically... Uh, he, he said, in his mind, it's R2-D2 telling someone about the Skywalkers. Mm, so that's why he's ever in like every that. film. So he can be close to it and he can witness the action. And the fact that he sees Yoda do, do all of those things is just kind of in keeping with that. I don't have a problem with it. You know what?
0: I You know what? <laughs> I do prefer it instead of... In the Clone Wars, which is another off-putting thing at the beginning of every episode, that this time, there have been a Force Jedi has come into... F- I love like, that. this weird... I love that. It's so annoying. It's so good. Darth, they, no, it's, it, I'm trying, I can't do the voice without... I, I can't do both at once. I can't say something and think about it without doing the voice. Give me something to say. War! Um, the Republic is in danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Republic is in danger. And... Darth Maul is on the loose. And it's just, but love it's but It's the voice of the guy who's in charge of a battalion. It's, so It's, re- it's Admiral Yularen, speak- it? but like
1: I, I I thought it was Admiral Ularan, like saying stuff, but then if you look at the credits at the end, it says narrator and Admiral Yularen, so it's not both of them. But I thought it's great, because as soon as you start the episode, it's like, oh, what's going to happen today? And we go, whoa! And you go, oh, what's what happening? <laughs> and it's just so fast-paced, and you get a little kind of like a recap. And it also kind of adds in... Like the stuff you see at the start of the episode that's being narrated doesn't have to have happened in the last episode. They can do a kind of like previously on clomores, but not show stuff that's previously happened. Just so like there can be like three months between episodes and that previously on bit can show you clips of stuff that you've missed in those three months. It's it doesn't necessarily have to have happened in episodes before. The kind of animate, I mean, the, purpose-built things to show you what's going to be important in the next episode. I think it's awesome. I
0: mean, season seven does them better for me because one, it adds, like you said, it adds stuff that wasn't there. So, in from series one to six, when it does these little montages, uh, it will show animation that wasn't in any episode before because it's mm-hmm. got to show something that they, you haven't seen before. But they definitely in season seven. I liked how it did like. But the animation's better, like showing like mixing images coming in together, and like wiping to get like you know what I mean, like showing when it's yeah. talking about Ahsoka, you see it's a, a close-up of Ahsoka and there's stuff happening behind her, and I thought that was a bit like I I'd liked that more, and I think maybe that was maybe what Filoni was trying to get across in the foot, but it really was very off-putting the very no, first, I, I, when you're I, first
1: I, watching it. We're at other ends of the argument for this. I had no issue with it. I liked it. I actively liked it. Well, did you think it was appropriate that they got rid of it for the final three episodes? Yes, yeah, yeah, definitely because they're back to back. There's no, there's no, there's no reason to have for, uh,
0: those. Oh yeah, they are back to back. They are. So the b- one that is before episode, well, we'll call them one, two, and three. The one that's before episode it's four, one. It's four. It's
1: back. It's four, isn't it? The last four episodes are all one continuous the, thing. The last,
0: f- the last four episodes are all back to back. But it doesn't get serious with like mad credits for the, like, till the last three so the fourth one does that you know Ahsoka has gone to this and has done that and he's setting up what's to happen yeah. and then it ends the, <laughs> he the puts episode it a bit uh, more
1: artistically next... than that but yeah yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't he's think of what to say. When and, <laughs> yes, here we go. <laughs> it's it's
0: one of those voices where I feel like the same as how you explain that person going. Here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus down Santa Claus Lane. <laughs> Just like <laughs> making it up as you go yeah. along, very badly. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. Jones came in and he got on his
1: lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Jones. Um, but yeah, so, it does, yeah, it doesn't need it in the kind of. Um, Revenge of the Sith crossover ones at the end, but my my worst season was season three, only because really yeah I, I liked I liked the way I didn't like the way that the the kind of few the first few episodes of the season were kind of throwbacks to episode one and two in that they were kind of prequels and in some case sequels mm. I think and they were a bit out of order and it was all over the place I liked the individual episodes and I have no issue with them. Giving a different order to things because that's basically what Star Wars is all about, I and mean, there's so many arguments mm. to what order you should even watch the films in. Why not do that with the Clone Wars as well? But I just don't think the season was the strongest either. But season four was my favorite. If you, if you, obviously, same argument you, should, you said before. If we exclude season seven because mm. obviously those last four episodes elevate it to the best, the best that Star Wars has to offer. Uh, season four, simply because. Of that darkness on Umbara arc over like the, th- the three or four episodes with uh, General Krell. Oh! Yeah! You know
0: what? Go, let's go back to when we were talking about like humanitizing the clones. Yeah. That, that, ep- like those episodes were intense as fuck book like i did not know where where it was going that
1: is where they are not faceless soldiers anymore because like you've always just seen them blindly follow orders they are not always happy about it but they do just follow orders and in these episodes they eventually just become like you know this general is because he replaces anakin doesn't he at the start he sets it up so that anakin gets called away and he's like i'll take charge of your um, battalion of clones and he just keeps sending them one after the other go on, go, go, and he's like General, you're killing us all we don't have an advantage, and he's like, no, keep going keep going, and they keep listening to him, and they keep dying until they're just like, you know what he's a Jedi, and he's a general but why are we listening to him? he's killing all of our brothers, all of our comrades mm. Is it why, why are we listening to him? and they turn on him and they arrest him, and it's just like it just feels so naughty it's, it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching them go against like their leader, a general in the in the Grand Army of the Republic, and a Jedi Master. or oh, is he a Master? Is he just a Jedi Knight? I feel like no, he is. No, I, I think he's.
0: A, um, does a Master sit at the at the uh, in that council? Is that the difference between a Jedi Knight and a Jedi Master? Yeah,
1: they're on the council, the Masters. And I don't think
0: he's on yeah, the council. I think he's he's just a Jedi Knight. Then yeah. he wasn't a Master. Well,
1: he's. he's... Way more powerful. He's so powerful. Like you see them in fight. Like mm. he's the same. He's the same species as Dex, isn't he? From uh, episode two with the forearms. He's a. Uh, I wrote it down. A, a best. A basilisk. So similar to the snake from Harry Potter. Um, and the fact he's got two mm. two lightsabers and he swings them between all of his forearms, like rolling over his back and really intimidating to watch. And the fact that they turn, like they, they they coordinate their military tactics on him and beat such a powerful force powerful being and lock him up in a in a jail cell i was i was scared that some of the clones were going to die i was like i don't want the clones to die <laughs> any of them they're all individuals now i know them i know them as people yeah and like i was convinced that some of them were going to die and that's what another thing that was great about the whole series is that there were, there were people who could beat the jedi before Clone Wars, before the show The Clone Wars, I was like, no, I was like Anakin in episode one. I was like, no one can kill a Jedi. But you saw like, um, Cad Bane with his like, specialised equipment go to... Oh, you know, go- I didn't write down Cad Bane as like, characters who introduced... Yeah, carry on, but Cad he, Bane, fuck me, I love Cad he, Bane. He goes like, toe to toe with Jedi because he's just like, he's got his rocket boots and his like, his wire like, um like Boba does and like, he fights Jedi and there were so many kind of non-forced sensitive people in the Clone He's just Wars. a
0: good shot, that's what he is. Yeah, he's a good there's, shot. There's, so
1: there's, he, there's, he didn't just shoot them, he would shoot
0: objects around them that is gonna knock them over.
1: He yeah, was just there's ways of beating a Jedi if you're not a force sensitive, and that's something that has never been communicated in the Star Wars before. There's more than one way to be powerful. Like the Night Sisters yeah. they use the force but they're not Jedi or Sith. They tap into the force in a different way and that's amazing as well. Oh I I
0: God all that all the stuff with Maul by the way I feel like yeah there's weird highs and lows from every season I feel like season is season 3 where Obi-Wan goes uh with like into disguise with Cad Bane yes is that where right?
1: where the that... they fake fake his death so Anakin has to think he's dead
0: yeah yeah but that's that's so that was that was really that was when I started like getting annoyed at it because I felt like up until that point I hadn't seen any Anakin. Yeah, it is that season because I hadn't seen any Anakin. And then that arc starts with the clones. I was like, yay, big battle with Anakin. And then he's called away. And this guy's brought in. I'm like, why have you took my Anakin away? (laughs) Okay, fine. And then we get the next story, which is Obi-Wan based. But guess what? he's not going to look like Obi-Wan and he's not going to talk like Obi-Wan. It's like, well, that isn't Obi-Wan then. That's not the same.
1: <laughs> that was the first time I thought that you said before. That I was like, oh, okay. So I'm, I'm expected to believe that, you know, Obi-Wan's in danger. It's, hmm. it's like, obviously he hasn't died. I, like, it's the, the episode opens up with Obi-Wan dying and I was like, but he's not dead. Why are you trying to trick me? yeah. But then it turns out, the to Jedi trick, Obi-Wan Kenobi has died. They're trying to trick Anakin, not you. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes more sense.
0: It was, yeah, there's some, there was, there's, for every season there's definitely a an high and then there's a low, but season six has the worst low because it's got that Yoda story and then it's got that in the morning with Windu and Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah. Windu. And... Oh,
1: no, I hated those.
0: The team up no one wanted, no one asked for. Who thought it was a good idea to put you know who two different real different characters, Mace Window and Jar Jar Binks? Won't they go good together? No! No they won't! No Do You know what
1: did make me laugh? Get out, George! There was one very funny line in that team up, and I don't think they meant to meant it to be as funny as they did, but like they work quite well together, Jar Jar and Mace Windu, like in terms of how effective they are. Like they they, they, they achieve what they're trying to achieve. And Jar jo- Jar says um, something like, oh, "We shall make a good team, Master and Mace." Uh, and, jo- and Mace really just goes, "Indeed." <laughs> <laughs> so it goes from really stoic to really kind of like silly, really <laughs> fast.
0: <laughs> I know it really stressed me out. Yeah, that, those episodes stressed me out. Um, One final thing about
1: what? well, two two final things. I like the fact that the any time you can incorporate those the the original era and the sequel and the prequel era. Sorry, fuck the sequels, um, the original era. era the or, original era and the prequel era in terms of like you know uh, putting droids in the originals like in the Mandalorian or um, hmm. putting the prequels. In the uh, sorry, the originals in the prequels. So, like, you get Captain Tarkin in the Clone Wars. Oh ones. yes, that's, yeah. that's a great addition because you know. Oh, I know him. He's Grand Moff Tarkin in the originals, and it makes you go. So they I- do exist at the same time because like prequels are tricky sometimes because like you can't always include what was in the prequels in the sequels because of time difference. But with animation, mm. it's fine, perfect. And you and you're so
0: right on the sense. Of tar- I remember talking got me excited because it was like, "Oh, let's see." Was how was talking a good guy in the he republic? He was in the republic, yeah, s- yeah. But such a bad guy in the empire. What's his turn? And you can see he's just like really, for want of a better way of putting it, I don't like to get political on this show, but he's like heavily right-wing in how he thinks, and in, especially in the way that of the politics around him. Well, at the I, time. I agree, but what's well, quite
1: looked- good. Just militaristic. He just agrees with the, yeah. the strongest military that's there, pretty much. Uh, and like how
0: the Jedi, it like how, with the way he talks to Anakin, and Anakin's like, hmm, I do, I kind of get your way of thinking. You're like, oh my god, it's always there in, in Anakin's head. Yeah, like he's always just got this. The dark side is there. Yeah, it's 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 just he.
1: Oh, and and the and the other, ah! and the other thing I was gonna say was in um, season six, which I know you don't like. There was a point I really like where I can't remember why he's ill but Yoda's in bed not very well do you remember? oh and they won't yeah, and they because... won't they won't let I think maybe he was attacked or something and he won't let him out of bed and he keeps trying to leave and they won't let him because he's like oh no Yoda you t- you're not well You just stay in bed and basically Anakin comes to see him and the, the kind of relationship between Yoda and Anakin in, in the prequels is just basically non-existent you know that Yoda doesn't like Anakin and Anakin, you know, semi-respects Yoda, but that's it. But there's a moment in season six where Anakin comes to see Yoda when he's in his hospital bed, and Yoda's like, "Will you help me sneak out? Because you know you've got experience of disobeying the rules. <laughs> you're good at you're good at mm-hmm. you're good at doing uh, what you're told not to do, and I need your help in this situation." And it just shows that Yoda isn't one-dimensional at all. He's willing... To, he want, he'll break the rules as long as it benefits him and he feels like it's benefiting other people. And he also is like a little bit cheeky with Anakin and Anakin's like, oh, yeah, okay, I love you. And it's just kind of... It's, like it's just like a cute little moment that you don't see in the films at all. It does. There's loads
0: of moments like that throughout the whole... every episode of every season. There's loads of little things like that. What else do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about... Like, we haven't talked about Maul much. Or Ahsoka. Or Ahsoka. Who are both kind of like very important to how
1: the final season ends as Maul is, ends, Maul is as it were. huge because Maul died in episode one of the of the movie franchise, and he was. Felloni was committed. spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Felloni was commissioned with bringing him back by George Lucas. He, he didn't say this is it's, how we should come back. He just, well, as far as I'm aware, as far as I found out, he just said to take Felloni. Maul needs to come back, and Felloni needed to find a way to bring him back.
0: I love how he brings him back. I love... I love. I, it's so out of left field, that entire storyline. I can't remember what is in that season before it. It's Savage Press, isn't
1: it? So, like, the Night Sisters um, give Dooku a new apprentice, who is another knight brother. But they kind of enchant him, so he's bigger and stronger. So he gets that, like, bigger, stronger... Um... Yeah more. But
0: still, does that not still happen in the season before?
1: Is that not in the season before? And then it's... Well, yeah, but then doesn't I, he, like, escape or something? And, like, he like he goes looking for him. Like
0: th- Savage and, and Ventress, I mean, because there's a, there's a common denominator throughout all, through Star Wars, if you don't watch the films, if you get the comics, you watch the TV, you find out that a lot of the characters had apprentices that you never saw, so Darth Vader yeah. has had a couple of apprentices, Dooku himself had a couple of apprentices, um... And even Palpatine was at one point as Ma- Maul even is at one point going he had another apprentice like he was cheating on him or something <laughs> yeah. um, you know it's so it, it's so like I mean there's a bit drama. In, the, in the
1: Darth Vader comics that I learnt off you where um, Palpatine is basically trying to build another apprentice but like a non-force user so they use like technology yeah. to look like they're manipulating the force and there's like an alien that can do all this stuff so it, it's yeah it's not uncommon in Star Wars for Secret apprentices to pop up, but unlike
0: the TV show The Apprentice with Lord Alan Sugar, you've got Lord Vader. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that will be that will be a well more interesting show rather than you're fired. He just force chokes you. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> yeah, he just says that
1: you're you're dead. Um, but the only thing, the only problem I had g- with them all, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. Is it... Go on. Because he gets cut in half by Obi-Wan in um, mm. Phantom Menace. And then he pops up in the Clone Wars. And he's somehow survived being cut in half. And I know lightsabers, they cauterize wounds, don't they, when they're cut. So he won't have bled out or anything like that. But then, mm, is that yeah. like a trash chute that he goes down? Because how does he, I how think does it he is. end up on that scrap planet that he's in? And he's kind of like built himself that new like scorpion lower leg. I don't know... it. I don't know if we
0: ever find that out. I don't know if that's going to be, if that's something we can find out. I I just accepted that he was. I accepted. I li- I liked that in in
1: the in. Like I've said, I like a bit of mystery. I don't want to know every. It's where, it's where the space fantasy side of it comes in a little bit. I think something happens and you but accept it and you go, okay, that's fine. In, in good, I like the fact it's cut because it lets the story just keep moving. You don't need to go into the nitty gritty of it sometimes. Yeah, because the story you've got before that is you've got
0: Dooku fucking goes mental and is like, I'm going to get Ventress, I'm going to get uh, the essentially big monster maul, I'm going to get rid of all the the, the the Nightwish queens or whatever they are. He basically goes on a rampage
1: of Dathomir. Uh, Dathomir, sorry. Um, Dathomir, by the then... way, I don't know if you've played Fallen Order. If you've not, I can lend it you. Have you played it? Is that the newest Star Wars yeah. game, the one where you actually are a Jedi. Yeah. You travel or to da- training. You yeah. travel to Dathomir, um at one point and the whole planet is just a reference to the Clone Wars. Because you you it takes place directly after. You know whether well, it doesn't take place directly after it references you know when the episode where Grievous marches onto Dathomir and kills all the Night Sisters? Yeah, yeah. When you when you land on land on Dathomir in Fallen Order, the Night Sister that is left talks about Grievous coming and killing all the Night Sisters. And there's no Oh shit, so it's only just been And there's no Night Sisters. It's not just being, but like she tells you what happened and why there's no one there. So it's a direct right. it's a direct reference to that episode of The Clone Wars. It's really good. But I will I'll lend it you. See No yeah, gladly. But um yeah, so
0: i cause all that happens and it just goes, You've got to go find it's almost like a reverse Yoda. The 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 queen, the head sister going to him, There is another you have a brother. There's one more out there, and him g- going off to find him. And just I just accepted when he found him. I was like, yeah, you know what? I totally accept that. Um, and he's he's fed by th- that creature, that worm gets him. Like tr- thinks he's tricking him into being eaten by this Darth Maul spider thing that he's become. Yeah. And I, I accepted it all. I didn't have any problems. Well, I with guess it, I guess it's, and, he's
1: kept alive by his hate, isn't he? Yeah, he's just which is a quite a common I, thing in, in in the Sith.
0: But what? Well, yeah, because well, look at Palpatine. Mm. Um, but one thing I kind of liked about it that changed the character for me was in the original, he barely speaks and he's quite ominous and was uh, just this ominous, dark character. You don't really know much about. I mean, he's basically not a character. Hit... Is he? He's just a cool image. Don't no don't do that to him. I mean, he's a, he's an ominous dark character. No. He's an act, he is, he's an action he's, figure.
1: He's, he's an action figure in the Phantom Menace. Still he is.
0: No. He's no he's no Boba Fett in Empire. He's he's a dark he's a dark ominous presence. And um you can, How can you like the prequels and not we're going to argue I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> um <laughs>
1: Well, that's anyway, another, it, an, He's another character that's fleshed out by Clone Wars. He, he, he is. Well, I like Darth Maul like now he has because to... of Clone Wars.
0: But well, he's no. He loses. He loses his Darthness and he becomes just Maul, and he has like PTSD. Like I love that bit where Palpatine, Palpatine kills his brother, and like gets yeah, he, him, he and comes, he's just, he just like, for like he comes across it. He begs for forgiveness. He's like, please, please, don't, don't. You can see he's like having massive flashbacks. As soon and as he sees and, him, he just, just falls real...
1: to his knees, doesn't he?
0: Yeah. I love all that. I, I I like the idea that Maul. What it makes me feel better that Maul didn't go on to be the bad guy in the prequels because maybe he wasn't ready to be a Sith. Maybe that's why Obi Wan killed him so kind of easily. Like he was too overconfident and really it he wasn't. Was that. Just... I mean
1: i i've i've just read i've just read a Darth Maul comic. It's a prequel to Episode One, and basically all it is is about is him trying to find a Jedi to kill. He's being told by... Yeah, no,
0: I've got it, I've got it. Yeah. He's told, and
1: he's just so eager to yeah, do he's it. Like, he's like, don't, you're not ready. And he's like, I'm going to find one, I'm going to kill one. And he's obsessed with killing a Jedi.
0: Yeah, and it's like he's he's not he's not a focused Sith at all. He's completely off the rails and not in a good like, way. He's very and...
1: powerful, but he's, just, he's driven by the wrong thing, which is just he wants to kill a Jedi for the sake of killing a Jedi, say that he has. But he's kind of mm. like a dark parallel to... Ahsoka, which is a good bridge uh, because um, he's a Sith when he's introduced to the story but then he leaves the Sith or is ousted from the Sith because everyone thinks he's dead and then suddenly he just becomes a dark force user like a freelance dark force user because he doesn't have a master anymore hmm. and Ahsoka does the same thing in that she's ousted from the Jedi, or Jedi Order for being accused of, is it murder? Like It is murder, isn't it? When she gets kicked out of the Jedi um... Order? Um, yeah,
0: it is I guess, murder. Something blows
1: up, someone. doesn't it? Um, yeah,
0: something blows up and it kills someone. And then they like the offer her to come Bar- back. Bar-Barris
1: and she gets her to come back and she goes, no. And then she leaves and, you know, she's still Force-sensitive. She, she's, she can still use all of her Jedi training. She just isn't officially a Jedi anymore. So it's the same kind of thing with Darth Maul, in that they're both kind of true to their roots. They're both light and dark side Force users, but they're not Sith and Jedi. So it kind of See, that's it, what I
0: liked about it frees
1: them up from the kind of conventions of having to stick to certain rules. They can just do what they want, but like abide by their own morals.
0: I'm, I'm, that's why I'm glad season seven came in because the way season six, well, season five, the way season five ended it, which would have been how it was until they released the lost episodes, you would, I would have got no closure on Ahsoka. Or season seven had to happen to just give us what happened to Ahsoka, and I didn't realise that's what I needed, I thought it was going to be more about Obi-Wan and Anakin and I was shocked when the first few episodes were The Bad Batch, which is that's another podcast still living in itself, <laughs> The Bad Batch um, I'll wait till that TV show comes out before we go too far into that
1: The show looks good, I don't like the characters of The Bad Batch, but the premise of it is good, you get to see the stormtroopers I, I, ju-
0: I feel like, I feel like someone said to Dave I feel like Disney said to Dave Filoni we want the Avengers, but we want them in Star Wars. But we want
1: not the Avengers.
0: <laughs> but not the Avengers. And he's gone, how about I just make all the Avengers characters, but as clones? And it's like, yep, that's fine. And the the first thing, I'm just going to call it right now, the leader, who I can't remember whether he's called Hawk or something. Um, yeah, Hawk, because you could see really well, I think, or whatever. Who He looked like Rambo. But by the time you're like three or four episodes into this arc... He has no dialogue, and he's the leader, and you never see or hear him. So I don't, I don't, I'm not got high hopes for Bad Batch really. I don't really think it's they they had all the time in the world to do it for season seven, and I don't think they nailed it for season seven. Let alone them having their own TV series. But regardless, the TV um, show will
1: be better. I think I think it's a vehicle for them getting to see the clones become the stormtroopers, like for the first few years. I think that's what the, the premise of the show is going to be, and that'll be really interesting. which
0: I, that will be good. That will be interesting. I've said before that one thing that always bothers me is the Clone Trooper to Storm Trooper. And I'm watching Rebels now and it's nice seeing a bit of that. Um, but one thing I immediately noticed in Season 7, I don't know if you did. The animation, even though it's the same style, is
1: definitely better. Well, it has to yeah, be. It's just going to be, isn't it? It's like, what, six years yeah. after
0: Season 6? But like but like little things, Like I love the whole interaction between Anakin and Rex where but he's, he's trying just, to like, hide the transmission from Padme. Where he's trying to get him to go, like, I need you for a thing. And he's like, what? And then he, he just uses his eyes and his eyebrows to just go, mm, mm-hmm, like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, of, of course, of course. Sir. Uh, but I don't think they, they would have had to do it much more animated in some other way to, I, to I, do that I, in I'm previous not, series. I'm not
1: sure, but I feel like they will have used some kind of mocap in season seven. Because I know that oh the
0: dots on the million. yeah,
1: but I I know that they use Ray Park for the um, Darth Maul versus Ahsoka fight. They brought him back to choreograph. Oh, did they? Yeah, to choreograph. Oh, that fight. Ray Park, you legend! <laughs> so I know they use mocap for that. So why would they not use it for the rest of the series? Just to, for, just for some no. kind of um, you know, consistency. But yeah, I did like that because the, the first the first episode is just because I've always been convinced. That Obi Wan knew about Anakin and Padme. Yeah, and he says, yeah, he says, "Say hello to Padme for me." Yeah, in his <laughs> charming voice, <laughs> and it's like, "Cause they are the best mates." And, How would he not know? And that, that just confirms it. It just confirms it. it. That 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 line is them saying, "Yes, of course, Obi Wan knew about Anakin, but he loves him too much to dob him in. He's not going to do that." And he's been through something similar, as we've shown in other yeah, episodes. With the so. Team.
0: So you get Ah Ahsoka
1: Ah Ah, the first story is Ahsoka just like meeting these other two characters I wasn't into that that much those first few episodes started to bore me a little bit, I love Ahsoka but she wasn't used properly in season 7 at first Those mechanics
0: episodes it was I feel like if that had been earlier like a few seasons back I would have been in on it like happily, but with the final season. Yeah. This doesn't seem remotely important. Unless they were gonna set these two up to have their own spin-off, or it was gonna be revealed that these two ended up being these two characters in the sequels or something, I don't know. Yeah. But nothing came of that. But it's it's entertaining, but it was it was not the right time for it at all. Yeah. But I, I, what it does do is it does kind of set up the whole... I mean, what it has to go- do, That's it,
1: it. all it's doing is it's bringing Ahsoka back into the fold so that when she appears... And the Mandalorians
0: for- are following her. The Mandalorians are following her. Yeah. At, to, to hire her to come and help them with the Maul problem.
1: And, and then, it, yeah, it, then you get... It has to happen and it can't happen too quickly so they do need to like donate a few episodes to that. Otherwise, when she comes back in for that kind of final Revenge of the Sith crossover arc, it doesn't have the same impact. So it's kind of like... I mean I don't want to use the phrase necessary evil because it wasn't that bad but it was necessary to do and it wasn't as entertaining as it could have been
0: I know we're going to when we talk about this I'm going <laughs> to the end of it I'm going to end the podcast and then I'm going to go watch them. I don't <laughs> want to because I've got other stuff to watch but yeah those three episodes of a and Mall, like just a setup like it comes up in red and I I was like no music and I was like what the fuck is Hell about to yeah. happen <laughs> And then it's just intense all the way through, like mad battle on Mandalore between the clones um, who are and the Mandalorians who are being overthrowing Maul. Maul trying to strike a deal with Ahsoka to take out Palpatine. He's just like, I've had enough now, and it nearly happening. I yeah. was like, I thought they were gonna go for it, like. Oh, there, were, there was that, and then there is, and then there's a, the chase, and then the the battle, and Darth B- again more just being like,
1: "Kill me, kill me." I'd rather be killed yeah. rather than be captured. It's just like it was. It's it, it, it's it's so cool for me because like I know you hate the prequels, which is like I'm so surprised you're getting so excited talking about this. But I guess it's to the to the praise of Dave Filoni making it exciting for you. But like, yes. Reven- Revenge of the Sith is one of my favorite Star Wars films. It's, Top three, like they shuffle all the time. But it's a top three Star Wars film for me, and the fact that you get to see shots from—I mean, they do it perfectly. I can't—I can't think of, a, of, a, of an absolute example because I've only seen them once. Because I don't want to ruin them. That last—that last four of the Clone Wars. But the, a the, good example the, I would use I know, would be like how Back to the Future Two, no, no, Back to the so, Future no, no, Two, no, uses it's, it's an example of, of of in Star Wars because it, oh it, because I think there's a scene in the War Room where um, Obi-Wan leaves the room in the animation, he goes, oh okay, I'm gonna go and do this. I can't remember what it is he's doing. Mm. And he leaves the room and walks out of the room. In the film Revenge of the Sith, the shot picks up with him coming out of that room. Oh right! And there's, And there's a few things of that and it was, no and, it was yeah, no. and I was watching it going, "Oh my god, we're seeing extra things from Revenge of the Sith." <laughs> 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 I it was, it was so geeking out. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like there was a point where, um, someone, uh, someone calls Ahsoka when she's on Mandalore, and then like, Obi Obi Wan calls Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, that's it. To say he's on the way to Utapau. Yeah, yeah. And that's when he's on the way to about with the film when he's about to go <laughs> land and and start the fight with Grievous, and it's like fuck me, this is so cool. <laughs> I loved it so much. And it was like because she's, that, she, yeah. she's that's the thing. She meets Anakin. She's talking to Anakin like right at the start of that kind of four episode arc. And after that, they don't see each other again. And she's trying to get in touch with him. And the whole reason she can't get in touch with him because he's becoming Darth Vader. He's distracted too much by everything else. And I completely forgive the fact that she's not in the original film. That's how well it's written. She's not in the original film because she can't get in touch. With, she can't get in touch with Anakin, and she's not a Jedi, so she wouldn't be in the in the palace. She's like a freelance, like special agent. But that's the thing that really like it's got the bit where it shows
0: them having a little meeting, like that where Ahsoka reveals that we've took Mandalore, we've, uh, we've got them all. We're gonna head out, and he's like, right, well we've got this General Grievous, we think we're going to capture him, the war might be over soon. And then someone comes in or Windu says something like, but we need to talk about the other problem, which he's obviously referring to Palpatine. Yeah. And then she goes, why, what's the other problem? And he goes, Jedi business. Like that. And she's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And And he was just like, no, no, let her know now. Let her know now. Because she even knows like how close Anakin, that's it. Because Obi-Wan's like saying, they sent uh, Anakin to, have a look at palpatine and she's like that is not a good idea if you think he is who he is that is not the right thing to do and and you're like jesus she could stop it she could stop it all it could have been ahsoka if they just listened to her but they're too snobby
1: like oh it's jedi it it kind of gives you a whole new view of the jedi because they are they are pretty cultish you know they only only trust each other with certain matters they don't yeah, it's like an old—it's a religion, isn't it? It's—it's an old ancient religion, and they'll—they'll only include people who are members of that religion. And Ahsoka is not a Jedi anymore, so that becomes their downfall. The Jedi have kind of self-involved attitudes that defeat them as much as the Sith do, in certain ways. And then, and then you see, like after all that, the whole
0: big battle with Maul, which I thought was going to be. I don't know why I thought that was going to be it or I didn't know where it was going but they captured Maul which was what shot me. Yeah, And then it goes like episode two and they're just transporting him and I didn't think anything of it and Rex is like we've done good I've heard some good stuff and he goes oh there's a meeting in the war room do, uh, do you want to go in and listen? He even opened he's opening the lines do you want to come in? She's like no it's okay alright and you see him go in and then you see him have like a massive attack like of realising there's a big... Pr- ripple in the force yeah, yeah. something is happening very very bad you hear and you then, hear like, anakin
1: you... say the speech from episode 3 about him swearing himself to you... sidious but in matt Lantern's yeah. voice so it's kind of like it still feels like clone wars but you know it's happening in revenge of the sith and it's like the it's it's not even a crossover it, it's just a parallel storytelling I'd love someone to cut this together. Someone cut apparently Revenge has. I remember, I remember very early on, someone announced they were doing a super cut of it. So they were doing it kind of like a um, like a linear version of it. So basically when, oh. the, when something, they're doing it all chronologically in terms of those four episodes and the film. When something happens, it'll be in the right order of when it happens.
0: I don't, you are not allowed
1: to watch that.
0: You're not allowed to watch that until we can watch it together. Well, Nathan has to watch band. it with
1: us as well because he will fall out with me.
0: Well, Nathan can, but he can also I suppose he can get his drinks. It's fine. We'll find a use for Nathan. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what? He's your clone. It's fine. <laughs> um So yeah, you get that, and she feels that ripple, and then Order sixty six has been carried out. Oh, and a second time it's got hurt. Yeah. And then it's deal a soaker dealing with it, and she's so Epic and how she like she won't hurt them. And she oh, feels that's it. It it's well. so she upsetting because that they 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 have all in that previous episode. She's like, I'm not a Jedi. I'm not. A, I'm not a general. And they go, but they all respect you, and they all they've all got makeup on yeah, yeah. on the helmets. To yeah, she's like, I'm not and a and commander of like, tr-
1: they yeah, you are to them, and they all like do the drills and stuff for her and stuff. But this is showing like. What you said
0: before—the bonds between a commander and the soldiers—and people go to war together—and how brainwashed they were with this chip in the head—that it's all these people just turn on her, and you can see it's heartbreaking. She doesn't want to hurt them. Yeah, she doesn't. She does everything she can to just disarm them. He got uh, when they finally get Rex on board. He's stunning them. It's just it, it won't, she will not hurt a single there's one a of heart- them there, at there's all. There's like
1: a heartbreaking bit because I think she feels it coming, doesn't it? Because like there's a kind of like a whoo, like a force sound. And she feels it coming. and she turns yeah. her over her shoulder. And Rex kind of does this kind of like, like almost like seizure thing. And she, she, he turns around and aims his guns at her, like really shakily. And a tear rolls down his face, and he says something like, "Um, get, like, get out or leave or something. I can't remember what it is. Find him, I think he, she says, like, meaning um, Fives. Because Fives doesn't, yeah. doesn't have the chip in his head anymore, does he? I think he, turned, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he turns around and he says... Find him, and a tear, a tear rolls down his face because he doesn't want to kill her, but the chip is taking over, and that's something that you don't see in the film, and it makes so much more sense. And then she rescues, so mu- she rescues much him, more emotional yeah. as well. She rescues him and, and gets the chip out of his head, and then Rex is in uh, Rebels. He con- he continues past. Doesn't Rex they rescue Fives as well? Do, do they they
0: rescue? So, see, I feel like they go to somewhere else, don't they? Don't they find another person? Or they bring up the fouls on fives, that's how she knows. Yeah. And yeah, they go. But then they. Yeah, then her trying to defeat all the fucking. All the clones. Well, this is episode three now, actually. Yeah, you're right. It does go. One, two, three. Yeah, so it's episode three. And that's just. The whole thing is. She frees Maul as well. Yeah. She frees Maul in order to. But, and then there's a big ethical thing of whether she should because he will kill, and she's just but like I think Rex Rex, Rex doesn't like that idea, does he? He's like, wait, you just let him out? He will kill. And she's like, but well, what do you want me to do? Yeah, and he's still like, but these are men. These are my men, and you're just letting this guy kill. So you almost have a Barney then, and then the fucking whole thing crashes. She loses the whole platoon apart from. It's so. It's a proper like end of Blackadder. Three, Blackout of Four, you know where they all With walk the out onto No Man's yeah. Land, and the poppies—it's really heart-wrenching. Like she couldn't do a thing, and then you get she the, and then you get and she,
1: the uh, the little flash forward of Vader finding the ship in a, in like oh, and she picks he picks up her lightsaber, the sabers he gave her, yeah, and he just looks at
0: them and he can't because it's Vader and he's got the helmet on. You don't know if he's looking to see like good.
1: She's dead. No, I, I, she I think he, he becomes Anakin briefly again in that moment. That's what I got from that. Because he, cause he looks at them and he kind of almost like cradles them. He's not just like observing them, like holding them in a really cold way. He cradles them, he looks at them, and he kind of freezes. And he, beco- he, he Anakin arises in Vader for a little bit. And that's like I, first I, time was, you I that... since they've had the conversation at the start. Because you, you can't reach him. And then when it's revealed that he's Vader... It almost kind of makes Clone Wars its own story because, like, obviously everyone, any kind of casual fan knows that Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader, so you would know that that's the case. But I think he looks at them to say more like, "Would would
0: where is she? Like, why are these just here amongst all this?" I think there was there was doubt as well. I'm not saying you're, you're wrong. I think there is a bit where he's no, like, but we're both in agreement this in that is, he's not not sad at She's and gone, dead. Good, she's dead. I think there's a layer of all of it. I think there's a bit of everything because he's he's terribly troubled. He's not he's not of sound mind. <laughs> he killed the younglings. He, you, just he just killed the women Darth and the children
1: Vader too. As terribly troubled is that what's going? <laughs> that's what's going <goes laughs> in your character description as Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, oh, have me you?
0: edit Wookie. Have me edit Wookie- <laughs> Wikipedia. So when you click on Darth Vader. Guy in a mask, terribly troubled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. But, I mean, that was a really good way to just end it all. Like, the. the, the that was. Season 7 is the best season because of those episodes. Yeah. I, there's just nothing. And I, I feel like. I don't want to recommend just that to people. Because I feel like you need. You need the everything whole thing for Soka. Them. You need
1: everything. All, all,
0: all the, well, you don't need that. When you get to the bit where there's robots going on a mission, you can skip that one. Well, yeah, but, but... you're not you're not to know that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can. T- I'm telling. I'm telling you now on this podcast. Skip it. It's fine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you, but... You, you need you need every ounce of the kind of um, relationships between every character in that series for that last scene to have the resonance that it does. Otherwise, it's just a, sh- a cool shot of animated Darth Vader holding up a lightsaber. doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah. What would you... Out of ten, you've got to include all the seasons, what would you give Clone Wars out of ten? He's biting his pen, by the way, for anyone. It's who, hard to uh... say
1: because like, going off kind of... It's, sim- it's a simple thing to what Gaz said in the Mandalorian episode in that the Luke Skywalker scene elevates it so much that do you Mm -hmm. include that but I guess you kind of do have to don't you?
0: I think you do I think it's totally fair to say I don't
1: know I love it so much I would give it overall a 9 out of 10
0: oh wow okay that was higher than I thought because I I, I really like
1: the era of the prequels I know you don't but the seeing that gap between episode two and three in such detail is so satisfying for me to see and the, and the things that you witness it are almost integral to the story over all eras of the franchise out of curiosity, if you
0: removed series seven, so if series seven hadn't happened and it was me and you in twenty seventeen talking about' cause this is how long it took it to get to this point, Disney go. Like getting a final season, we've got literally season six was the last season. Yeah, would you still give it a nine out of ten? Probably not. It
1: it, it would probably only be an eight.
0: I mean, that's still a good score, but I'm I'm with you. Like, if they finished where they they finished where they finished, honestly, I was so pissed off by the end of it. Yeah, that um, I was like six out of ten for the up until the, I watched the final season. And yeah, it's, it's like... I'll wait, give it eight, wait, at the end of season, of season six, you were Honestly, on six out of ten. Uh, mate, for every... There was real... Like, the first two seasons are strong. The third season, which is your worst one, yeah, was a big dip. I was like, okay, you like the fourth season. I was a bit... I was up and down about it. But then five and six are just really... Eh, like, really struggle with yeah. both five and six so I feel like I've been I feel like what, community you know how community is like a good strong show but when you really break it down you think about it it gets progressively worse See, in the I, later seasons
1: I, I, might, I might have been kind of
0: it's difficult cause I but wa- season
1: 7 brings it back season 7's well, so I, strong I watched it in all such in, qu- in, for those I watched it in all such quick succession that maybe the bad episodes were kind of shed for me really quickly and then I only focused on the good things. But I think even the bad things, I watched with some level of entertainment. There was very few episodes where I was like, please end. There was a couple in, in season three, which were super political. That I was like, fuck off. This this was the worst bits of the prequels. I don't want more politics. Anything where it was just
0: Padme focused yeah. was like, oh. Basically. Pad Padme again. Um, yeah, so... What does you think of The Clone Wars? Please let us know. Write to us, talknerdyuk at gmail.com. Go on the website, www.talknerdy.uk. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you've probably been there before. But there's trailers, blogs, vlogs, uh, interviews with cosplayers. There is comic reviews. There's the comic pull list every week is put up there. There's tons. Go and check it out. Uh, On those podcast lists, you can also see Chris's Comics podcast and... uh, Dan Bibby's podcast do you want to just quickly tell everyone about it a bit more fleshed out like we touched on it before
1: anything coming up or well it's it's called tell me again we focus on like uh, reworkings of various things so we've done uh, Philosopher's Stone the movie and film comparison we've done the Phantom Menace which is the novel and movie comparison so for example two of the most popular ones that we've done um, we did a Christmas special of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol with the Muppets version. Uh, season two should hopefully be out, kind of mid-February. We've got a kind of Valentine's Day episode half in the works that we started. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of reading involved with this because a lot of them are books, and me and me and Pete are getting more into reading because of it. So. It depends how fast we... I'm a fucking slow reader. So it it depends how fast we read them. But yeah, um, hopefully season two should be up and running by February-ish. I love how you and Pete have found an
0: excuse to spend Valentine's Day together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the whole reason we started.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And on that note, thank you, Dan, for joining us. And thank you for listening. Uh, I've been Jay. You've been listening to Dan's And this has been the Clone Wars episode of Talk Noddy to Me. Keep talking, nerdy. I'll take care
1: of this, Obi-Wan. You, go find your girlfriend. Right. Uh, No, Anakin, she's not my...